Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Child Whisperer Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her creative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of child whispering, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Good morning. Welcome to the Child Whisperer podcast, a weekly show that um, you can call in and ask your questions or email them at parenting at liveyourtruth.com. And I will be taking live callers today. I'm airing today from the North Shore of Oahu, where we have a second home. It's 6 a.m. here, bright and early. That's the reason my voice might be a little bit raspy, because this is the first thing I'm doing this morning. <laughs> but I love this show, and I'm happy to be with you today. A couple of announcements before we get into a fun topic for today. Um, Featuring on the Child Whisperer blog as I speak, if you go to thechildwhisperer.com forward slash blog, you're going to find some great posts there. There's one titled, How to Overcome a Painful Relationship with Your Parents and Be Happy. And most likely you're uh, dealing with a painful relationship with your parents, but part of it is they don't understand your nature. And this is going to help you with that. And then a really fun new um, feature that we're going to have on the blog is a mom panel video. I recently filmed this in our Live Your Truth studios where I invited four moms, one of each type, to come join me for the mom panel. And so we have our first post with that, new four types mom panel tips to parent true to your energy type. So each of the four moms are talking about how they parent true to their energy type. And they're all just adorable and great and so fun to listen to with some really, really great tips. Then another post is your child acting out this traumatic energy. I'm marking to tell you what it is. You need to go and check out the blog. This is a great blog, and I invite you to participate in it on a regular basis because um, it's great content. Each of the radio shows is archived there, and a follow-up post is written, and then they're put into an index by topic. So a lot of great categories to choose from. Communication, how to determine your child's type, food, holidays, parenthood, how to resolve conflict how to create joy, discipline, potty training. Those are just a few of the categories that we have here on the the Child Whisperer blog. And also head on over to thecarolblog.com. That's the essential blog for all things in the Carol Tuttle world. And you'll find energy healing posts there. You will find posts on 
energy profiling and be um, with a reference more on adults. And you'll find dress, posts on dressing your truth. So both blogs are, I call them, they're, they're companions to each other. They both support you in living your truth and helping you raise your children true to their nature. Uh, today's topic, and I want to invite you to call in today as well. I'll be taking live callers the last half of the show, and you can call in at 347-677-1963, and then you have to press the number one on your phone pad. Now, we're in the middle. We are in the middle of summer. Pretty much in the middle. It is now July 23rd, and how's that going for you? If you have children at home, those, this is when you're kind of starting to feel it. So today's focus is to give you some fun ideas with some activities. You may have already thought of some of them. Maybe you've done a few of them. If not, this will kind of give you a little uh, perk up your midsummer. If you're having midsummer blues, or midsummer crazies, my intent today is to give you some fun things to play with with your children so that you can enjoy the last few weeks of summer with uh, a smile on your face and with good feelings in your household. So starting, I'm going to start with, it's a, the title of today's show is 12, 12 Activities. So I want to just talk about children, generally speaking. And you may have to modify some of these according to your child's age. Or you may also consider that it's not appropriate for your child's age. So I'm going to let you do the the adjustments on that. And I made a list. Let me find it. I was thinking of lots of fun things that you could be doing with your kids. I'm here in Hawaii with my daughter and her three little boys and her husband. It's really fun to have them here, um, just to kind of hang out with them and and be around my grandchildren in a very outdoor area. Thank you for finding a place so readily. So I'm looking at my list here, and... uh, I'd encourage you first for, um, I'm going to give you four tips that can apply to any of the four types of children. And remember, in the child whispering world, we look at the four types of energy in my energy profiling system to encourage them to, uh, to encourage you to understand your child's nature. And so before we get into the four types, let's just look at ch- children in general. So my first tip is, Find a, and you can usually do this online or in a local magazine. I know we have resources like this. Do you have a what to do? There's even websites very specific to cities that a events calendar. You may not even know that there's things happening in your area that might be fun for you to attend because you're not up to date on 
what are the events going on. And I love to just be uh, watching for that. I love to get those. I love to look at them. Maybe that's my type three nature because I think, what can we go do? There's some fun things we can go do. But look that up online. Usually, so I would just, wherever you live, I would Google what to do in or summer activities in and then the name of your area, the bigger city close to you, name of your town, and find out what's going on. Pull up an events calendar and then have a little family meeting. First, maybe narrow it down to some of the ones you think would be reasonable and practical and ones that you would like to support your family and present that to your kids. And pick, you know, two or three activities between now and the end of the summer. And those are for type ones, that's something I look forward to. For type twos, you're helping make a plan. Type threes just like to go out and do new things. So that's kind of like, ah, new challenge. Type fours, you want to them being able to see the bigger picture of what to expect for the rest of the summer. So find an events calendar. Okay, I mean, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep my tips specific. I'm going to remember that was number one. Number two, go to um, the grocery store. There's usually a lot of, or you could go to a farmer's market have one in your area. There's usually a lot of seasonal produce this time of year, especially fruit, and a lot of veggies. Find an item, even if it's from, even if it's a little more expensive, some tropical fruits are imported, but find an item that you've never tried, something new. It helps everybody kind of expand their palate and diet and find something healthy and fresh that you've never tried in your family. And you might have your iPad or your tablet or your phone and you could then even Google some recipes for that right there and then because you don't want to get at home and go, I don't know what to do with this. You know, maybe something you can just prepare and eat fresh and raw, cut it up, whatever. Make sure you know what you want to do with that. And that's kind of fun to kind of explore your grocery store that way. I recently found in the, uh, you might look this up, I happened to pick up this magazine. I don't really read many magazines. But in the July, let's see, this is the July... August issue of Shape Magazine. Yeah, see that. July, August 2013, shape.com. This is another kind of go to the grocery store. You can go on Amazon. I know Amazon sells a lot of food items. For me, I'm going to go on Amazon and check these out. But they have a series of pages, best. Best office bites, best night bites, best post-gym bites, best party bites in their eat right section. 
and they've listed on each of these pages. There's the four categories. Oh, up to six. Yeah, every one of them has six items they've taste tested. And I love that too. I love it when uh, I find that very, I'm a foodie. I love to try new things. And I prefer healthy food. They've taste tested snack items that are low in calorie and are have a, a little bit healthier version to them. And so I went through these four pages and I circled the ones I want to try. For example, Cascadian Farm Crunchy Oats and Honey Granola Bar. On their best night bites, I I'm only giving you one on each of them. That was for their best office bites. For their best night bites, I want to try um, Dole Banana Dippers with Almonds. These are frozen chocolate-covered almond sprinkled banana slices. So, sound good. They're only 120 calories each. Uh, for their post best post gym bites, they circled balance bar dark chocolate peanut bar. For their Best party bites, I circled there. Sun chips, sunset and spicy, sweet and spicy barbecue. I've had sun chips before, but I've never had the sweet and spicy barbecue. Oh, and one more, I'll give you a bonus one here. This looks really interesting to me. Um, I want to try... It looks like a Rice crispy Treat. There isn't on here. Oh, they're called Pro Max Fit and Crisp Vanilla Marshmallow Bar. 140 calories. And then 13 grams of protein in it. So you can check out shape.com to look those up and taste both. Try those. Take, um, Okay, that was number three. Number four, go to the mall and have a scavenger hunt. Now, I did this years ago. It's been three, four years ago that I did my own version of Amazing Race during Christmas at the mall. And it actually didn't take as much preparation as you might think. But we were divided into teams, and this was for my older, you know, my kids are older. And they were with their, you know, their partners, and they each had the same list of items. They had to do it in no particular order, and they had to go find things like a free cup at, you know, get a paper cup at a certain fast food there in the food court. They had to go in and ask for a bag. These are all free items. If anything cost any money, I had to give them the few dollars it would have cost to um, pay for it. So there was no cost to them. So you could easily have a scavenger hunt. Now you could, you could have a 
there's a couple of ways you could do this. Because your kids are old enough, you could five or six items, divide them into teams, or let them go on their own. Now, depending on their type, as the type twos and the type fours may not be as comfortable having to ask for things when they were, um, you know, when they're trying to get free stuff. So they might need some help with that. So you got to consider that. Is their nature really conducive to this activity? Uh, the other way is you could stay together as a family and you could, or divide with mom and dad, you could have both parents with the kids. And so you divide it, the family into two teams and then the parents are with each of the teams. I think that would be a lot of fun. Each of the types of children could enjoy that. Um, you could do it based on put timers on you know, ready, set, go, and whoever gets to the designated finish line the fastest. Or you could do it who you might have just everybody wins and whoever can find all of them wins. There's different ways to set up. You get the general idea of what I'm talking about. So that would be a lot of fun. Now, I'm going to talk specific to each of the four types now. Type 1 children get a little bored with routine. So make sure that they're having some fun with their daily routine. They get very overwhelmed with having to make their beds every day, having to do very specific chores every day in the morning. So give them some options to mix it up in their day-to-day activities so they feel there's variety and not their routines are essential every day, especially if you're really uh, strong on the bed making and just look to what do they do every day almost in the same time slot. How can you make that more fun for them? So that's the first tip for the type one child. The second tip for as an activity goes looking at my uh, oh I think this is great. If the type one child can, the type one fun-loving child, they have a, um, I think this is really important to teach all children, but they have a tendency to be drawn to this more than any of the four types, is wanting to do things for other people. So what about a summer service project? We tend to do service projects around the holidays, especially Thanksgiving and Christmas. What could assigning your type 1 child a service, you know, being in charge of this, of course, they'd have to be a little bit older. They'd be able to, um, you can help them with it. But what's a summer service project your family could do that the type 1 child is kind of the one that's in charge of that? What could they uh, oversee to help that happen? You can always go to unitedway.com. They've always got service projects going on. They're um, probably an international organization. And so I'm just giving you a tip on if you wanted to do something community-based, check them out and do a summer service project and let your type 1 child help you get that going. For your type 2 kids, 
how about taking some time? And you might do this as a family or you might do this one-on-one. I'm going to throw in a bonus tip for the type 1. This is the one-on-one activity. If you're going to take your type 1 child as a kind of mommy-me day, daddy, or the parent and child day, the two parents go out with the one child, I think a yogurt shop is a great activity for a type 1 child and letting them pick whatever toppings they want. And you can have some guidelines around that as far as quantities. But what if they could pick the really um, interesting gummy candy for their yogurt? They would love that. That would be really fun for them choosing their flavors, choosing their toppings. That would be like, I think, heaven for a type 1 child. And that would be a really fun activity for any type 1 child, teen, adult. So, I'm making a note how many I've got going on here because I think I'll remember when I don't. True to my nature. I just get going. Now, for our type 2 child, let me go back and kind of go uh, redirecting to our type 2 child. I think a nice activity, and I think it's more of a one-on-one activity would be that type two children, in most cases, have that they're drawn to reading. Maybe your type two child hasn't been introduced and supported in reading enough, and they need to explore the world of reading more. But going to the library, library and lunch, a library and lunch date, letting them plan ahead what day helps let them make the plan, and don't just do it spontaneously. Let them really play with their nature that, let's say, on the weekend, on a Sunday, you, you let your child know, we're going to go on a date, the library and lunch date. I want you to plan. Here's the time, the day and the time, space of time. Give it a two, three, four-day window of time before you do it. And let them plan where they want to go to lunch. Let them know how much you can spend. So let them come to you and share their plan and help fine-tune their plan. And then another fun activity for a type two child. I would I would think it'd be um, if they've got a lot of memorabilia and they've not yet established a way of saving it, either through scrapbooking, because type two kids tend to be the collectors or in boxes and bins, help them get their the things that they've want to keep and I think it's really a great time to help children kind of clean out their rooms in the summer and help them create an organized way of keeping their collectibles whether they're things from school items from different parties, trips they've been on so that they kind of sort through it, get rid of any excess and they have a nice a supportive way to keep their memorabilia and their collectibles. That's a great activity. Now, for our type 3 child, because their nature is to be very active, here's a a couple of really fun activities I think that would they really enjoy. I think they really enjoy making a a at-home slip and slide. You can actually find these online. There's instructions for things like this. 
You probably even have them on Pinterest. And you can just Google that. Do-it-yourself slip and slide. I think they'd have a blast with that. And they could help build it, um, even to the point where it's built, enjoy, and then maybe kick it down after a few days if it's in an area where you don't want it to ruin your lawn or do any damage. So let them help you do uh, build that. And then the other idea is maybe you've got, I think as a family, it'd be really fun for you to get rid of excess toys, excess clothes, what don't you need, and have your type 3 child help orchestrate and run a family garage sale. And let them keep a portion of a percent of what's sold because they're the ones kind of in charge of it, and they could have a lot of fun overseeing a garage sale. Um, you know, even if we keep, don't make it overwhelming, if it finds up, maybe you can list it in the local free online want ad. Uh, keep it, don't make it overwhelming. It's the process experience that's fun. If they make a few, you know, they would hope to make a lot of money. As factories love making a lot of money. But uh, it's the experience. So just keep keep that in mind. Now, our type four child, I'm going to again encourage you to do a one-on-one activity. And the one-on-one activity that I'm suggesting is a dress-up, dinner out. Um, I know a lot of type fours that have been drawn to learning about etiquette and uh, just behavior in certain situations. And possibly your type four more serious child is of that nature to be drawn to that interest. To learn about going out, you know, dressing, getting a little more dressed up, going out to a nicer place for dinner. Learning about um, why tables are set a certain way and more. And again, to, you know, Dinner out, if they're a little dressed up, would be at a sit-down restaurant. It would be fun for them to order from a menu, understand how menus work. Um, I think they'd really enjoy that. So consider that for a one-on-one activity. And as far as something with the family, uh, they might enjoy this activity. I'm thinking they will because it requires a lot of focus is going uh, mini golf. Golf is a tight, very definitely a very tight core activity because it requires thinking things through, a keen eye, being focused. So a family activity with mini golf. Maybe your type four child is a great mini golfer and you don't even know it. How fun for that, to, for you to learn about that. I've got a few bonus ones here. I think this would be great for a type 3 child, but I think maybe any of your kids might enjoy this. There's always a lot of races, marathons. There's a lot of them where I live. I think it would be great to attend the finish of a marathon and cheer people in. Um, it's pretty interesting and exciting. People, especially people that have done it for the first time, come in from a marathon and cheering them on. It's pretty exuberating. Uh, how about your dollar movie theater? What movie could you go see 
maybe have you seen the latest Disney one, the Monsters University? Is that at the Dollar Theater? That might be. I'm not a huge movie goer anymore because most movies are just you know, full of violence. But what's at your Dollar Movie Theater that you might enjoy? Or you have Netflix with a family movie night. You could create a, you know, make sure you do all things like the have your soda pop, your popcorn, uh, some dollar candy, so that you kind of even can create a little concession stand of your type three, your type one child in charge of the concession stand and do a family movie night at home with a um, very specific movie that you feel comfortable showing your family. And then my last activity is a picnic at home in the backyard, a, a true picnic where you're, you've got all the picnic materials that you need. You're doing it on the lawn, spread out a blanket, and you're having dinner as a picnic. So I hope you enjoy those and have fun with those. I'd love to hear from you. Which ones did you try? It would be fun to hear your experience with that. You can send your success stories to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. And I would I would love to hear what you do with these different activities. Thanks for letting me share those. I hope that helps your summer be a little more pleasant now that you're in the, the throes of it, in the middle of it, and every day gets a little... You know, it can, you, if you're in that space where you're counting down when school starts, even if you're a homeschooler, because you're wanting to get to um, that order and organization going again, you know, you need some, a little, you just need to really enjoy your time together with your family, and these activities will help you make it more enjoyable. Oh, thank you. And so now I'm going to open the show to live callers. You can call in at 347-677-1963, then press the number 1 on your phone, and that will show me on my keyboard that you're wanting to come on the call with me, on the show with me. My first caller is calling in from 210. Hi, you're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi, how are you? Oh, my gosh, I'm so happy to talk to you. Um, My name is Rachel, and um, I just want to say that I love your work, and I just can tell that it comes from this deep, authentic place, and I just love you and appreciate you so much. Thank you. um, You're welcome. So I actually had my baby eight weeks ago, and um, I'm a type 1-4, and I think that he's a type 1. And this is actually a question about me, but... um, I was reading The Child Whisperer, and I had this kind of aha moment when you were talking about uh, type 1 children and how when they're faced with work or things that could appear to be drudgerous or things that could feel really laborious and boring, that you need to spice it up for them and add spontaneity. And it occurred to me that I am having a lot of resistance to my own work and my own career. I'm a graduate student. I'm getting my PhD in English. And um, I am in a type 4 dominant context all the time. And I didn't, and I don't think I realized how taxing and difficult that was for me until I read your work and uh, I went through Dressing Your Truth and I really 
just thought a lot about my type oneness and how I had submerged it for many, many years. And um, and I'm now going back to work. Um, my baby is, again, eight weeks old, so I'm trying to find time every day to go out and to do my research and my writing. And I'm and I'm wondering how I can bring that like lightness and that buoyancy to what feels really heavy and what feels really kind of difficult. So that's my question. Um, so you're still in grad school? Yes, I am. I'm at the stage where I'm writing my dissertation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you definitely chose a type four uh, world. <laughs> I <would laughs> you did. Say. I totally did. <laughs> English, your PhD in English, I'm sure, is saturated with type 4 people. <laughs> yes, yes, completely. So, completely. Um, well, good. You're gonna have, you're gonna be the most fun person <laughs> in that group. Is yeah. your job? What kind of job are you trying to get? Like, are they related? So, the PhD yeah. and the job. Yeah, so I'm eventually going to try to get a tenure track um, job as a as a faculty member at a university teaching English. And in order oh, okay. to do that, I have to do my research and write my dissertation and write my book. And you know, I found that I think that my type oneness has really helped me. I think it's it's really set me apart. I think that my sort of brilliant insights and my quickness and really adept and at, at sort of um, being able sure. to articulate my ideas really effectively. And so I think that that's really helped me stand out. But I also think that my um, the the difficulty that I have uh, sort of self-disciplining myself, and that could be like my secondary yeah. four, like trying to, you know, I, that's always that's always hard for me. And you know, I meet my deadlines. I do think it feels so, it feels so hard. And I'm just like, why? You know, yeah. I, I feel like it shouldn't feel quite so hard. You know. Well, where do you go to do that? Like, where do you go when you're writing or researching? Are you in a library, like a university mm-hmm. library, or are you online? Yes. Yeah, so I'll go to the library, and I am. I found it's so funny because I I always used to judge myself for this, but not anymore. I found that it's way more effective if I meet a friend. I don't even need to talk to them, Carol. They just need to be there, and then I just feel like yeah. inspired by their presence. It's so funny. So yeah. that, that that definitely helps. But I'm wondering, like, if I just need to shift my perception, if I need to be doing affirmations, like, what can I do to kind of be more positive about it instead of feeling so? And I think part of it is just that the nature of the work is is to be so self-critical. It's to always be like looking yeah. at your work and trying to make it better. And I think that that just gets me down. And so I'm wondering if you have any advice about how I can just kind of change my mind about it or what I can do. Because I think it's coming from me too. Well, you know? it's, yeah, two, yeah. Two things come to mind is to keep variety and like, let's say you go to the library. Well, don't go to the mm-hmm. same place every day. Like go to a different floor. Go to a different mm-hmm. Cubicles go to a different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mix up your locations and make sure. I know for me, and there is a common, um, there is some common things that are supportive for type ones and type threes. Is you you don't force yourself to sit. Like I have a secondary four, so I can force myself to stay focused for longer periods than really serve me. So mm-hmm. I put myself on a clock. You know, I've had a similar, I've written a lot of books. I've had to pull on that ability to focus. But now that I recognize that it's not true to my dominant nature to spend three hours without a break, mm-hmm. I'll set my my timer on my phone for like 50 minutes 
or I'll kind of check in how long can I go here. You know, it might be an hour and ten minutes. So I'll put my timer on it. Okay, I can focus for an hour and ten minutes. Then I've got to get up. I've got to move around. I've got to just go do something different for ten minutes. Okay, then I can can come back. Right. See, so break it up um, so that you're not, like, locked in for, like, two to three hour periods. Because mm-hmm. then your dominant nature pays, you pay a price on that. It, it, it's kind of the aftermath. Uh, you're out of balance. Right. And the other thing, I would have weekly um, goals or something that you... It's really important in the type one world that you have something to look forward to, to to get you through kind of the mundane. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I do that, you know, this is going to be my reward this week when I get all this done this week. So you have like this fun thing to look forward to. I mean, it could be yeah. just going and getting an ice cream cone. It could be. Yeah. You know, it's got to be, it shouldn't be elaborate or, you know, oh, I'm going on a big trip. I mean, certainly they right. have their place, but <laughs> on a weekly basis, you need something that keeps you motivated in the mundane routine. Okay. And it's your, this is what I have to look forward to. Because that keeps you going. And yeah. It kinda, and yeah. it does, it, it's like, oh, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> Right. And when I do all this, I'm going to get that. I'm going to have that reward. And then when are you done? Like what's your timeline for when you're like done with? with Oh, how much time? Well, yeah. So I have um, two more years. And I've been in grad school for six years. Um, It took me two years to get my master's. And then this is like a five to six year program. So So maybe you need a big elaborate when I'm done something to look forward to, like a trip. So go travel to is one of the best um, places to find really, really good travel deals. It's called Travel Zoo. So once or twice a month, you could just look, where am I going to go? Where are we going to go? You know, what, what? We're going to take, you know, we're going to save up our money. We're going to go on this trip when I'm done. Okay. Because that gives you something to have fun with to just look at options, you know. What are the possibilities? Mm-hmm. What's okay, our budget? Awesome. Thank you. So Thank you so much, help. Carol. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I think these things will, will definitely help. Yeah. Good. All right. Thank you Hang so much. Okay. You're welcome. Thanks Bye. for calling in. Bye-bye. Thank you. My next caller is calling in from 435. You are live on the show. Okay, I think that's me. This is Jan. And again, thank it's you Jan. so much. Hi. Um, I is have the something along the same line. This is the Jan you know, I believe, with Lyle, Jan. that's the type 3 husband. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I love love everything you do, as you already know, and I, just like this other gal that just called in, I tend to struggle with some self-defeating behaviors when it comes to coming up with activities. I, I come up with the ideas. I realize every idea doesn't have to be acted upon, but I tend to go straight to the reward <laughs> before I do the idea. 
I, um, so I'm, I'm missing a little bit of the self-discipline and wondering how, uh, if you've got any good ideas for me <laughs> and other type ones. You're like, oh, I was going to give myself that. Maybe the order doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe exactly. you can do it after. <laughs> Right. It's like having eating your dessert first, well, me, and, and I yes, never right. do that. I don't know. Maybe you should once in a while. Again, <laughs> that's like you're trying to do a, you know, what, what a, give me an example. Like what is something you're trying to discipline yourself in that you think you should oh, okay. be more disciplined in that you're giving yourself a reward for first for it? Great. Well, this here's a perfect example. We have this great organic garden, and I love the concept of, you know, growing all these greens and, and making all these wonderful dehydrated crackers and smoothies and all kinds of things. I, I don't like to let it go to waste. And so I tell myself, after I make these, then I'll sit down and read a book, or then I can sit down and watch the movie. But I just find myself gravitating towards the book or the movie, and the greens just keep getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> and now, I know okay, it's good well, for me. But, yeah, it, you know, it's just it some like of these so tasks. much that it's overwhelming? Y- yes, most definitely. How often would you have to do this to keep up with it? Daily, a couple well, times a week? Probably uh, probably daily because it's a seasonal thing. You know, these are only available June through, say, August, September. And so right. I really should hydrate everything and, and have it and maximize it. And, um, you know, okay, well, let, me give, that. Let, me give you the short, let me give you the short way of preserving. Okay. What you're talking about isn't quick and easy. <laughs> preserving, right. uh, dehydrating, those take a lot of time. And so you're not drawn to doing that every day. One of the most, um, if I'm used, if I'm preserving greens for like green smoothies, I wash them throw them in a plastic bag and put them in my freezer because it oh. doesn't matter if they get all, if I take them right from the freezer and they're real brittly, you know, they're real brittle and they break all apart, but I'm putting them in a green smoothie. Sure. Oh, yeah. And that's how, <laughs> that's my quick way. Yeah. So I think what you're doing, what you're faced with is not inviting because of the length of time and the effort it requires on a routine basis. That's what you're not drawn to. Right. It's too much time every day. I don't want to do this. The the giveaway word was I should. I should be doing this. And I'm like, Anything you think you should do that you don't enjoy doing, you're going to avoid. Yes. So <laughs> on a daily basis, like if you had to do it once a week, you'd probably pull it off. But the fact that you've got like the quantities that you're dealing with. So try the freezer method. It's so much faster. Okay. Yeah. Then I can, even if I freeze a few batches, I'll feel less overwhelmed. And then I might even feel like doing something, making crackers and yeah. dehydrating. But you're right. Go the quick route yeah, may, and get that sense of success. Crackers? That's a lot of work. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who makes crackers? People like you at farms. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. So, yeah, all right, first of all, do you love doing it? I love the results, but the okay. actual process, no. I have to have no. a, a, a movie going on I can watch or listening to yeah. something while I'm doing it. Do you love the or maybe invite a friend over. really, really yummy, or it's just you're trying to think of things to use this food for? Exactly. They're they're not as yummy as they could be. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to think of things. Right, and to up the nutrition. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, I don't know. I, I used to do make myself do a lot of stuff like that, and now it's like if I'm going to can, take the time to can something or prepare any kind of, it's better taste amazing because it's just not worth it, you know? Pretty yeah, find degree. something I'm really excited Throw about. Yeah, yeah, because if you don't love the way they taste either, then you're going to feel like you ha- you're forcing yourself to eat them. <laughs> now I have to eat them because look at all the time I spent making these things. <laughs> so, you know, really, what can you use? You know, some things like squash get overabundant. You know what I'll do with my – I did this last year. I grated all my summer and, like, the zucchini and yellow squash, and then I would throw it in sauces and soup because it practically dissolves and you hardly see it. I put it in spaghetti sauce. I put it in veggie soup. So grated zucchini can be added to anything, and you hardly notice it. And I and you it. just froze that, froze it. Yeah, yeah. Grate it and freeze Super. it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It didn't require any um, preserving steps. See, I've got my. I've got my degree in home economics education. I. I took classes on canning food. I I was drawn to the whole. Um, I took classes on emergency preparedness. I mean, I know this world. I don't do it much of it anymore because, first of all, I have canned food from ten years ago. I haven't even eaten that I preserved. <laughs> I'm like, no one's eat. We're not eating this. Okay, but we do eat the fresh, and I do eat green smoothies every day. And what can I, how can I preserve this so I can add it to my fresh food I love to cook? Right. So, you know, just considering greens, you can freeze the greens, you can, you can grate and freeze the squash. Fruit, I just prefer eating fresh fruit over bottled fruit, so. Yeah, and that freezes great for smoothies, too. Mm-hmm. Tomatoes. I actually tried freezing tomatoes, and it worked out just fine. Versus um, uh, bottling them, and just use them in soups and salsas where they yeah. go mushy anyway. Yeah, yeah, and they go mushy anyway. And you know, you taking the skins off is pretty easy with tomatoes. With your hot bath and from putting into hot water into cold water, they come off pretty simply. Um, so I really, you know, you need to modify how do you, what do you eat, what do you enjoy eating, and how can you preserve these foods fast and easy to be used in ways you will enjoy them. 
Great. Okay. Well, thanks. That helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom <sure>. freeze. <laughs> there you go. Freezing. Your new alternative. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jan. Good to talk to you. Uh huh. So that reminds me, Jan um, is a member of our Dressing Your Truth community. Many of you are, and thank you for that. You go to dressingyourtruth.com if you want to learn how to dress true to your nature and look amazing every day and save money and have a um, fabulous, fun time enjoying your wardrobe. We are in the final stages of producing the men's Dressing Your Truth course that will be launched before the summer ends. I don't have an update on our timeline. It could be in the next couple weeks even. But if you're on a mailing one of our our mailing lists, especially a dressingyourtruth.com mailing list, you can go to dressingyourtruth.com forward slash excuse me forward slash free course to get on a um, to get our free our free online course, which will introduce you to beauty profiling. But the men course will be soon launched. For some reason I have a hiccup. Uh, I never get the hiccups, but I'm wrapping things up here. So the um, men's course will be launched in the next few weeks. And we took three men of each type as part of the course material. We did the transformation on three men of each type. And it was a real treat to be able to work with Jan's husband. Lyle is one of our type three transformations. He's got a good one. It was amazing. His before and after and his own personal experience and the value that he received from it. And we have a I have a different message for men. Um a different motivation to why they would want dressing your truth in their lives. You can look forward to sharing that with the men in your life. If you're a man, you can look forward to experiencing that yourself. So thanks for joining me today, and thank you for my callers that called in. Um, I am going to wrap up the show. You can look forward to, um, we, I'll be back on the air live in two weeks. I do not take any of my email questions. I'll take them in two weeks. You can email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. But I'll be back in two weeks. Um, I'm only doing every other week now that we're in summer. You can look forward to my next show. Airing live on August 6th. So two more, two more shows and we'll be back to a regular weekly schedule. Thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate all of you and thank you for being committed parents and wanting to be the best parents you can for your wonderful, fabulous children. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. For more information on Carol's revolutionary Child Whisperer parenting system, go to www.thechildwhisperer.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking parenting book, The Child Whisperer. That's www.thechildwhisperer.com. 
To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Child Whisperer show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being a part of today's show. 